everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lennon. And this is Volume Up by The Tease. So, Jeffrey, we are paying homage to a hairstylist that was a hairstylist to the stars. She unfortunately passed. Um, however, her name was Carrie White, and she possibly had one of the most interesting careers in our industry back in the day doing hair for the likes of Elizabeth Taylor and Marlon Brando. I mean, right? does it get better than those in Hollywood golden age? Um, I mean, we what a legend. I mean, so good. Elvis Presley, Lucille Ball, Nancy Reagan, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, it. it she deserved a mention and a shout out on Volume Up. Uh, she did note that she cut hair on roller skates in spandex pants. She revealed to the LA magazine <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> I mean, what a whatever it takes to get you through, I guess. Wow. 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 It's, um, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the clientele, the ethic. We love it. Um, we love it. <laughs> going out after a long career. Good for her. Yes. Shout out to to carry. On our last episode, I talked with Sharon Choi. Sharon trained as a hairdresser in Los Angeles, where she graduated from the acclaimed Tony and Guy Academy. She later apprenticed as a hair color associate at the prestigious Neil George Salon in Beverly Hills. After learning how to help her clients achieve their dream hair goals during her time at Ramirez Tran in Beverly Hills, she opened up Nova Arts Salon. From there, she transitioned full-time to private appointments only across a client base she developed throughout LA, New York, San Francisco, and Mexico City. If you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure that you subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. And read the tease and send in questions to volume up at the tease.com. And on this week's episode, we talk with the one and only Shane Wolf. Shane Wolf is the worldwide president for US Brands Professional Products Division at L'Oreal. A trained hairdresser, Shane has spent over 28 years in the professional beauty industry, holding various leadership positions. He's worked across top professional brands such as Redken, Matrix, Bylage, Kerastas, Shiramura, Purology, Pulp Riot, and Mizani. Throughout his career, Shane has been inspired to build brands with a mission to improve the world through responsible production of products, innovation to reduce the environmental impact, and social causes. You're not going to want to miss this combo. Stay tuned. But before we get there, let's talk about someone who's literally everywhere these days. Um, and he should probably be a guest on the podcast, I think, at some point. Yes. Um, he should do us a solid. Um, and I'm sure you guys would love to hear about him or hear from him, excuse me. And that is Chris Appleton. What's he up to these days? The man, the myth, the legend, I swear. I mean, he's literally <laughs> everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. um, he, he gives us a rundown, actually was in CNN.com. His, his favorite hair care products, of which some I believe he's an ambassador for, mm -hmm. Color Wow, mm -hmm. made the list. And I must say, I do use me some Color Wow, like root touch mm -hmm. up because nobody wants to see just a bald head. Whatever you say, but Color Wild does work wonders. Um, we are not being sponsored to say this. He may have been. Um, that is up to the editors at CNN.com to sort mm -hmm. out. Um, mm -hmm. They did not necessarily disclose a whole bunch of that. But, you know, it was interesting to see the rundown, honestly, uh, in terms of what he's got in his kit. Uh, were there any surprises for you, Kelly? You know, uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, it was... <laughs> It was heavily color wowed, which I can get behind. But mm -hmm. you know, one thing I have never broke down and purchased is the Mason Pearson mixture brush. They're everywhere. 
They're two hundred and forty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm I I'm I love my OG OG Olivia Garden, mm-hmm. and sometimes I wonder what that brush is all about. Have you experienced the brush? Um, I've seen it. I've held okay. it. Um, I don't really get the appeal other than the price tag. I mean, you've and said it. That's not uh, that appealing. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's like $250 <laughs> um, inflation. Who knows? Maybe it's going to go up some more. Um, it seems like maybe people buy it because mm. of the price tag and not because yeah. of its efficacy. Um, that's just a hot take. Uh, you heard it here. Yeah. Um, if you guys swear by Mason Pearson's, though, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, because what? people like Chris are really hyping it. Um, does the average everyday stylist feel the same way? I wonder. Yeah, um, yeah we're just going to leave know, it at that. I feel like it's, as my kids would say, a flex move. Oh, for sure. An ultimate so, flex. You know, at times I've been known to whip out my Gucci purse and they're like, mom, really? You're flexing. I'm like, so what if I am? So what? Exactly. What I mean, I that, no harm, no foul. Let's be clear. <laughs> if you want to use a Mason Pearson, go ahead and do it. Um, it surprised me because in the mm-hmm. same breath, he was talking about Tangle Teaser. Um, right. And these two things do not necessarily go together in nope. my brain. Nope. Uh, one skews pretty cheap. Sorry, Tangle mm-hmm. Teaser. Um, the other, <laughs> not. So, I mean, it's a real high-low Was that literally, did you literally just said the other, not. Like no pun intended from the Teasel Tanger <laughs> Tangler. <laughs> I mean, we're really doing it so today. Good. Um, so we are. Good. All right. Volume up. The volume is way up on these. Up? Uh, you know this this hot take. Um, you know, speaking of things that are really hot, yeah. volume takes opinions. You know, the Teasel.com. Mm-hmm, all of the stuff. Um, Our editorial team has been hard at work this week, just like every single week, uncovering industry news, looking into trends, diving into brands that you don't know, but you probably should. And here are some of our favorite headlines. Maybe you will feel as passionately about them as we have about a Mr. Chris Appleton on CNN.com. Indeed. First up, Sanvia is the newest member of Unite as One. Congratulations are in order for Sanvilla, the master stylist who currently serves as co-founder and chief creative officer of Sanvilla and global artistic ambassador for Redkin, has joined Unite as One, a collective professional association supporting the beauty and wellness industry community, and as an avid believer in artists supporting artists and hashtag brands supporting brands, Villa is determined to see that the evolution of the beauty industry is dependent upon unity. And considering that Unite as One is one of the first groups to initiate a strategic plan among major beauty and wellness associations, his partnership with the collective couldn't be more perfect. Read more at thetease.com. You're going to see which committee he's joined. Kelly, we love to see it. Unite as One has four main areas of concentration. Each field is a think tank. Next gen, perception, communication, cultural intelligence, big things are in store. I want to know from your perspective, you've been in this industry for a while. What are your predictions? What do you think that United is one is going to accomplish? You know, I think it's all about elevating our industry in those kind of areas of concentration, if you will. So getting together the brilliant minds in our industry, some very seasoned like Sam, some newer mm-hmm. to the industry, just grabbing all of those perspectives And really helping to sort of modernize certain aspects of our industry. And Mm -hmm. I know that Sam is specifically serving on the Cultural Intelligence Committee, which is a wonderful, spoiler, is a wonderful (laughs) fit for him. He's a wonderful, wonderful 
human, just a great guy all around. We just had him on the pod mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I think he's doing wonderful things for our industry. So go Sam, go Red King. Go Sam, go yeah. everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. check it out. All right, next up, how celebrity hairstylist and makeup artist Aga Tompkins built a career touring with some of your favorite musical acts. Many people often dream of traveling the world and working with celebs. For Aga Tompkins, it's her actual reality. The beauty industry veteran is the tour hairstylist and makeup artist for Canadian pop star Sensation, mm-hmm. Carly Rae Jepsen, whose infectious hits like I Really Like You, Cut to the Feeling, Party for One, There Are Others, I Won't Say Them, <laughs> You can't help but sing and dance along too. And for nearly a decade, Tompkins has been the mastermind behind some of Jepsen's most statement-making hairstyles. The Joan Jett-inspired shag, the fiery copper red hair color that was trending recently, but that she did way back when, and her even signature blunt bangs. With Jepsen's upcoming So Nice tour set to kick off in the fall, the T spoke with Tompkins to get an inside look at the realities of styling killer hair and makeup looks on a big international Stage. On the tease.com, she discusses her start in the industry, her journey with Jepsen, and her advice for aspiring hairstylists, which you're not going to want to miss. The big question, Kelly, is could you even imagine like how insane mm-hmm. it is to be part of making some of like the most iconic looks? Aga, we talk a lot about on the tease.com her relationship with Carly Rae Jepsen, but she's got tons of other clientele that you know and love. Again, you got to read it to understand mm-hmm. what we're talking about, but it's kind of like it's insane to be part of this, no? Um, you know, I, I don't know what it would be like. I think it would be, you know, a lot of sort of trial and error, right? Because mm-hmm. as you're set out to create these new masterpiece looks, do you know if they're going to be a trend? Do you know if they're going to catch on? I don't well, know. And like the stage lights and right. the elements and they're sweating yeah, and I know. Like all of the, it's, it's nutty. And then when it comes out looking as good as it does, it's like a testament to them. I mean, honest to God, like all the claps in the world. I just, it's so crazy. It is. And I think being around, you know, celebrities, artists, you know, musicians, et cetera, it's, you know, you're there like in their personal space, obviously they are mm-hmm. a public facing entity. Like she mentions, you know, advice for stylists who want to work with other other celebrities, it's, you have to kind of know your boundaries and be respectful too. And Mm -hmm. one of the things she put out there is you have to put yourself out there, right? Um, Work with smaller brands, smaller artists to kind of work your way up and, and kind of prove your worth. So a great chat with her, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, So much more on the tease.com. So check out that article. Um, The interview is incredible. Um, we just talked a little bit about celebrities. Uh, you know, we have strong feelings on this podcast about celebrity beauty brands, um, mostly that they shouldn't necessarily exist, but they do, you know, um, they, do. they do. They're popping up and everywhere. They are popping up. They are <laughs> reformulating. They're doing mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And in that vein, there is a new look for Lady Gaga's House Labs. Mm-hmm. Recently, Lady Gaga announced her beauty brand, House Labs, was being, quote unquote, reimagined. I did the air quotes for everybody. Uh-huh. Now, House Labs by Lady Gaga, the new old brand, is described as a supercharged, clean artistry makeup powered by innovation. Informed by the power of art, science, and kindness, products are now high tech and high pigment and high performance. The range features lip oils, full coverage crayons, mm. eye face. Body paints, bronzer, highlighters, eyeliners that are super pigmented, and their award-winning clean brow pencil in 13 inclusive shades. Clean beauty buffs will be thrilled by the new innovation and improvements to formulations, which we detail at length on the tease.com. The question is, Kelly, mm-hmm. 
your thoughts? Did we need to rebrand? What you is know, a rebrand when you really are just reskinning and making it available at Sephora? It's really tough. These are the questions mm-hmm. that we got to ask ourselves. Um, but I would love to hear your thoughts on House Labs by Lady Gaga. Yes. So I think certainly capitalizing off of her fame and incredible dynamic fame. Yep, style sure. and flair, mm-hmm. if you will. A good move. But originally she launched this with just Amazon.com. Is that correct? So that is correct. uh, You know, the business hat of me has to think that the reskin was necessary to go into some other outlets, uh, perhaps elevate the brand. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the price points change from the Amazon versus the Savora move. But, you know, I personally love Lady Gaga's story. I've seen her in concert, as we have likely discussed in the past. On and offline. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, I do think it's a right move to, you know, made with without more than 2,700 questionable ingredients. Like, what? Mm -hmm. There were more than (laughs) 2,700? Like, did anybody ever think about this? Because that's a pretty big whoa. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're clean at Savora certified, uh, which I also love. So, you know, we love a good reskin, a rebrand. and I wish her well. Yeah. I mean, she's going to do it no matter what, right? Um, read <laughs> I don't more think about we're going to dissuade her. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're certainly yeah. not. We're certainly not. And if you are a House Labs by Lady Gaga fan, shopper, aficionado, let us know. We're, we're genuinely curious. Um, the brand's been around now for a minute. As we've said, it's been rebranded. So there's got to be something to it, we'd hope. Um, and yep. we're open to, to feedback. We want to mm-hmm. know. Yeah. As always, so much going on the tease.com. These and many, many, many more stories. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Up next, my interview with the oh-so-dynamic Shane Wolf himself, the worldwide president for U.S. Brands Professional Products Division at L'Oreal. Let's see what he has to say. Shane Wolf is the worldwide president for U.S. Brands Professional Products Division at L'Oreal. A trained hairdresser, he has spent over 28 years in professional beauty, holding various leadership positions across the hair industry. He's worked with top professional brands such as Redken, Matrix, Biolage, Kerastase, Pureology, Pulp Riot, and Mazzani. Through his career, he has been inspired to build brands with a mission to improve the world through the responsible production of products, innovation to reduce environmental impact, and social causes. Shane currently sits on the L'Oreal Global Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Advisory Board, which brings together a brilliant and diverse group of internal experts and members of the L'Oreal leadership to foster open discussions on how to strengthen the brand's commitment and enrich diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies. Shane has created a diversity and inclusion committee across the professional products division's U.S. brands, which also works to educate, inform, and instill positive change for more inclusive brands, which we love. Shane is here to talk on behalf of Redken, the number one professional hair care brand in the U.S., which recently conducted a survey that revealed a staggering 100% of stylists have been bullied in the past. 
Wow. With this stat in mind, Red can launch Hairdressers United Stand Together Against Bullying, an initiative focused on amplifying hairdressing as a safe space for the LGBTQ plus community, both for stylists as a workplace and for clients in the actual salons. Redkin is leveraging the brand's reach to collect and share stylists' personal stories of overcoming bullying and how it got better for them when they found a community where they felt safe, authentic, and embraced, just like ours. Redkin has partnered with It Gets Better Project, a global leader in empowering LGBTQ plus youth to share those stylist stories of hope with young people. The message to them is twofold. One, it gets better. And two, there is an industry that will embrace your authentic self, which we at the T's are here for shouting at the rooftops. Couldn't be more excited to welcome you, Shane, to the pod today. Um, we've chatted before we went live and I think I think we're going to be a hit together. What do you think? Amazing. I mean, <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm having the time of my life. I hope we can stretch this for the entire day because I'd much rather be here with you than all the meetings I have scheduled. After right? this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's cancel those meetings. No. <laughs> Lydia and I are both in big trouble with my assistant right now. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry in advance, but I'm all for, you know, continuing the party. Um, so, that was quite a bio. You have had a very fruitful career. Let's talk about, let's take it all the way back 28 years ago. What got you started for the love of hairdressing? Oh my gosh. Well, now that we've admitted that it was 28 years ago, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, you know, I didn't intend so many, I, when I hear hairdressers talk about how they always knew. I'm so envious of that. I didn't actually, wow. I was, I was headed down a totally different path. Uh, I was going to be a broadcast journalist. And, okay. All right. and then I met somebody who was a hairdresser and, and, and just really connected with the, with, with, uh, with his circle of friends and with the community. And I decided to try beauty school sort of, sort of on the side almost. And I've okay. never left the industry. It's so funny, Kelly, that there was this moment. I can remember it like it was yesterday, not 28 years ago, but <laughs> it was yesterday when I came to the conclusion that I could either look like Walter Cronkite with a houndstooth jacket and a comb over talking about what's next on the evening news, <laughs> or I could look like these amazing people, you know, they were like tatted up with the crazy hair and they were mm. just, they were just their, their own authentic selves. And I thought, wow, this is, these are my people. This is my place. And so I, I went into the beauty industry um, uh, through school uh, through as a stylist, later as a salon owner in the field wow. in sales and education, and then ultimately through through the journey internally through product development and uh, brand brand marketing. I've never looked back. I've been asked multiple times in my careers if I would switch gears into another channel, like you know, in the consumer channel or the electric. There's zero chance. The hairdressing wow. community. These are my folks for forever. Yeah, I love that too. It's. You know, it's hard to explain to someone who is outside of the industry, the love and passion and camaraderie that is yeah. in this industry. It's unlike none other, right? Just simply the generosity and the giving and the education is wild. And I agree, once you're in, why would you leave, right? Why? It's just it. I, you know, we'll, I know we'll talk uh, later today about the sort of impact of bullying and in the, in the larger community and in our industry. I, I myself was very, I, I'm from a very small town in the Midwest. And uh, well, I always say about the town I grew up in, there was one of everything. There was one stoplight, there was one place to get food, <laughs> one place to get gas, except there were two things where you had more than one of. 
we had two grain elevators. So the, yes. for people who don't know what that is, the big mm -hmm. towers where the where the wheat gets put in uh, mm -hmm. to be processed. We had two of those, and we had three churches. Now I don't know why, as a few town of a few thousand people, we couldn't agree on one, but we had three. <laughs> Everything else we had one of. So for yeah. me growing up as a person who was quite different from everyone else, who expressed myself differently, uh, it was tough. And so yeah. uh, when I left there and showed up in the hairdressing world, on day two, I was elected as class president in my beauty school class. I'm like, what are you talking, you talking yes. about me? Like, <laughs> you're talking about me, the guy that's never spoken? So wow. the hairdressing industry, I knew from day one was a place where I could truly be my authentic self. And where yeah. I knew everybody was invited to be exactly that. So it's something that for those of us who come from a, a background where we maybe didn't always obviously fit in, it doesn't matter who you are, you fit in here. Yeah, I love that so much. And, you know, a little bit about myself. I also grew up in a small town in Iowa. Oh, close. I was in Kansas. <laughs> we were close your neighbors. <laughs> I feel like we might have had a parallel path. <laughs> and there was also one stoplight. So I do certainly understand sort of like breaking free from the constraints of of limited perspectives and sure. and people, right? And so I love that for you. That's amazing. Um, so then when you transition to more of the business side, tell me about that, that journey, if you will. Yeah. You know, for me, I loved this industry so much, as I said, but I have to say, I wasn't, I wasn't the strongest technical hairdresser. I wasn't very patient or mm -hmm. I was a great colorist. I was a really great colorist because I used both sides of my brain for application on one side yeah. and formulation on the other. But, um, but I wasn't the greatest stylist. And so I, I was very frustrated with that. What was crazy was I had a full book of clients. I could rebook everybody. I sold them like multiple pieces of product each on their way out the door. I upsold them to better color services. But as they were walking out the door, I'd always see that one piece of hair hanging down in their bob <laughs> and think, oh, wow, she Ooh. deserves so much better than that. So <laughs> I knew I knew maybe that wasn't the part of the industry where I would bring the greatest value. But the fact that I was so into the product and into how mm -hmm. things worked the science and, and, the, and the artistry of formulations and the, and the selling of those products. I loved the process of prescription, of helping clients to find solutions for their challenges. My favorite was when the client would say to me, well, I'll never look like, it'll, it'll never look this good again. You know, some hairdressers think that's a compliment. I thought it was the greatest challenge. Mm. I was like, this is great. You don't think that you can do this because actually I'm going to teach you that you can. That's so awesome. let's put the brush in your hand and let's yeah. put this product. And so I sold a lot of products and I knew that that was the side of the industry that I belonged in. And so okay. I went into education uh, for Matrix when it was still uh, owned by the Miller family. And I was wow. a regional manager, uh, education manager in the sort of middle part of the country. Uh, and there I really, I just really found myself in that. The idea that I could uh, help other hairdressers to see opportunity for themselves and for their yeah. clients, I loved. So I did education for quite a few years and a couple of brands uh, after Matrix had been uh, acquired. And uh, ultimately through that process, I would start to be pulled into discussions with product developers hmm. about formulas and what would work and what wouldn't. And at a certain point, I was like, hold, a hold on a second. Why are you being paid to come up with this? But I'm telling you what we need. 
So I started making, started making that move over. I had to take a step back in my career to sort okay. of restart my level over, if you will, because uh, I was quite senior in education at that point. I had to okay. take a step back to rebuild it. But I really, uh, there I really found found my uh, my love language because here I could really discuss with the labs on one side and with hairdressers on the other side about what would make a difference for you. Hmm. Uh, what kind of product would make a difference and how would it behave and how would it feel and what would it smell like? I loved that so much that, uh, that I really kind of grew up then through product development into yeah. brand marketing and then ultimately into... Uh, into a, a general manager and now president role over uh, over seven brands. So wow. I will say I will say that sometimes I miss I miss those meetings with the labs. <laughs> the thing about being yeah. a senior is that I don't really get to do as much anymore of what sure. caused me to do this career journey in the first place. But mm -hmm. every now and then I drive my teams crazy by reasserting myself in the process. Amazing. <laughs> I love that for you, but not for your team. Yeah, <laughs> they, they appreciate your, uh, your, your empathy. <laughs> Once a creative, always, right? Or <laughs> Absolutely. And what, what they hate the most is when they're, when they're on calls with me and they see I've got my mannequin and my mannequin stand out and I've got their, their formula sample from the labs and I'm actually blow drying it into mannequin hair. I'm like, oh no, now there's Here no, there's no, there's no yeah. turning back from this. Who invited him to this meeting? <laughs> <laughs> and more importantly, who and in, who invited Viola the mannequin to the story? <laughs> so, worldwide president of the professional products division in U the U.S. brands. What does that mean to you? T tell everyone, you know, what that role encompasses. Well, first, I will just say it's such an enormous honor on one side, and and responsibility on the other. Uh, I believe that brands in our industry have a fundamental obligation to bring value to everybody in the equation, including the hairdresser, the, the salon owner, the salesperson at the distributor, and of course, ultimately with the client in the center of that wheel. So this notion of benefiting all is something that we, we really spend a lot of time talking about. How does everything that we're doing benefit everyone in that equation? And so I, I would say that as much as it is a huge honor to have responsibility to drive the future of the brands themselves uh, and they're, you know, everything from very big brands uh, like a Redken or a Matrix that we'll talk about today. And then, you know, brands that are more in their infancy, like a Pulp Riot that is only yeah. a few years old. So it's, it's, it's super exciting on one side to be able to press on different levers at different times, mm -hmm. given where brands are in their development. And at the same time, always with the same intentionality around benefiting all and especially to the hairdressing community. Sure. That's amazing. Thank you for that. Well, well said, of course. You know, my one question for you is I, I see this, this creativity and this spark, and we're going to talk about Hairdressers United next, but do you miss being a hairdresser? No, because I still am. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, do you, so, do absolutely. friends, family, like we what's had, the jam? Well, we had our, <laughs> uh, our global annual global sales meeting uh, this year with thousands of people that come to Paris. It's, it's a big deal. We held it at the Louvre this year. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. You <laughs> yeah. know that one time a year when you splurge on the new outfit? Yeah, that was it. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's my once a year, just don't, I, I say to my husband, don't talk to me about these receipts. We're not having a discussion about this. I must look fabulous. So it, it, it's that kind of event. And, um, and I opened the event this year, Cutting Hair. 
Uh, because Amazing. I wanted I wanted the entire organization globally to remember yeah. that for all of our brands, it all starts in the salon. And uh, so we actually opened it that mm -hmm. way. It, it was, for me, it was a, a great deal of fun, of course, because it's been many years since I've uh, been on stage cutting hair. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I'm still very involved. I love it. Um, and yeah, anybody who and anybody who is uh, is willing to to be victimized when you come into my <laughs> Uh, you'll, you'll come out looking different than when you arrived. That's for sure. <laughs> and I've got to think that you've refined that last hair that's sticking out on the bob, right? Well, like... I, haven't committed, I haven't committed to the fact that I've overcome this challenge. It's still, it's, so, it's a, it will be a work in progress through okay. my entire professional career, I'm certain. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But I'm not giving up. <laughs> no, I don't believe that you would. No. <laughs> I don't think that's in your your wheelhouse. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so if we transition a little bit to Hairdressers United, tell me a little bit about um, how Redkin has partnered with Hairdressers United to combat bullying. Sure. Hairdressers United is a, is a new initiative for us. And the, the intention was to really amplify hairdressing, the hairdressing community. Yep as a whole, as a safe space for persons from the LGBTQIA plus community, both from a professional workplace point of view and also for the guests in their salon as a safe space to come. So yeah. there are sort of two major components. On one side, it's about helping hairdressers to understand that when you embark on a career in the hairdressing industry, you will find a place where it is safe, where you can be your authentic self, where you will be embraced exactly as you are. And at the same time to ensure that everyone in the hairdressing industry feels equipped or that they have access if they choose to be equipped to be a safe space for consumers. Uh, and so we will be creating on one side um, a bank of videos from hairdressers explaining to young people that when you join us in the hairdressing industry, this is a safe space, it does get better. And on the other Great. side, an education module for hairdressers who want to learn how to create an environment in their salons where consumers may want to come because, for example, if someone is transitioning in their gender identity and they would like to find a place where they can find a gender-affirming haircut, for example, we'll train people how to do that. Amazing. And I've got to feel like you're first out the gate from a brand perspective to do something like this. Yeah, you know, I, the, the It Gets Better project it has been around for several years. I was involved with them personally some years ago in okay. the early days of It Gets Better. I recorded a video that I don't, I, I can't even find it now because it was one of the very early ones. So I think it's gone off the platform. I'll have to do a new one now um, because it really spoke to me personally. This yeah. notion that if you can simply have someone remind you that these years you're facing right now they're 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 temporary yeah. and they're going hmm. to they're they're going to build your character for the future and it's going to be it's going to get better yeah. so we've been involved with them early on and and I will say that it gets better I'm so impressed with what they've done as an organization how they've built themselves into a brand which is huh. so important because if you want to reach people, you have to be a brand that people recognize. Totally. And I think they've done yeah. a great job. Well, as you well know, because you've built yours uh, this, you know, on the same principles, it gets better has done that successfully to be a place where, where young people who are facing the challenges of bullying, who aren't sure 
that their lives will ever get better, yeah. that they can find a, they can find a place. And I think that through through the process of it gets better growing, they have brought in a lot of, of companies, individuals, celebrities, politicians who have come on board to be part of this story. Where I think where I think the Redken It Gets Better project, uh, United Hairdressers United Against Bullying is specific is that we're trying to create a chapter within It Gets Better okay. specifically to say, come to the hairdressing industry because we yeah. are a community people who will accept you. Yeah. And I love that. I think the more, you know, com- consumer facing messages about our beautiful industry um, and how to be a part of it, the more we can do, the better, right? To Absolutely. destigmatize you know, should I go to a four-year or should I go to, to, to beauty school to talk about the career and the acceptance and the, the, the path that you can have, uh, certainly no one better than you to shout that from the rooftop. So congrats on that. That's amazing. What do you think is the future of the initiative and Redkin's commitment with the initiative? Well, this is our inaugural year. And so, um, as I mentioned, there are these sort of two components and there's one that I would really love uh, your help and the help of everyone who's listening here to achieve. And that is that we want to create this uh, this library of videos okay. from people who are recording themselves, explaining their own story and about how, when they joined the hairdressing industry, it got better for them. The story I mentioned to you about when I arrived in beauty school and suddenly I went overnight from being the most bullied kid in school to being the next day elected as the class president of my beauty school class like that that happens in our industry like overnight in our industry you are embraced wholly as you are so what we're really hoping that the industry will do for us is to be part of the opportunity to to really amplify this message so kelly thank you to you for having me on so that we can tell this story and my challenge to the industry is if we can convince people to join us telling their own story of how they came into the hairdressing industry and found a place where they could be their own true authentic selves, where it really did get better for them, using the hashtag it gets better and hashtag Redkin Hairdressers United, then we can help a a huge number of people uh, around the world to join us in the industry and to find their safe space. Yeah, I love that. That's wonderful. And thank you for, for, that was my next question on how do we get involved? Like, what do we do? Where do we go next? So wonderful. Um, One question, you know, I would love to get your take on why it's important to work continuously through the years on initiatives like this, you know, outside of, of just, you know, pride month, which we are still a few days in, but, but why do we continue initiatives like this from your perspective? Yeah. I mean, obviously launching in pride month was something that made a lot of sense to us for very obvious reasons. At the same time, uh, bullying doesn't only happen in one month of, of the year. Uh, there is an opportunity again in October with the National Anti-Bullying Month when we will bring the story uh, forward again in a big way. And we think that overall, we really, in this particular phase of the program, want to focus on helping individuals from the LGBTQIA plus community to really understand that salons are a, a, a welcoming place and to help the industry to learn how to make their salons a more welcoming sure. place to consumers. At the same time, we, we, we've had such positive reception to this initiative already, and we're seeing awesome. some great initiatives and some great videos from people, many of whom are telling a story from an LGBTQIA plus 
perspective and some who are telling a story from another perspective about their complexities and difficulties and how the hairdressing industry accepted them as, as their authentic selves when they came in. So Great. we see that this is really only the beginning. It's the tip of the iceberg. And having said that, it really, our, our ability to keep building on this momentum throughout the, throughout the year after, after Pride Month really depends on all of us as an industry uh, taking just a few minutes out of our time to say it matters to me that we bring new people into our industry who know that this is a safe space. And I'm going to take just the five minutes it takes to record myself on a video and post it. So after they have recorded that video, used the hashtag, posted it, will there be, you know, you mentioned building kind of a library. Where will that library be housed? Just on social, on a .com? If I'm a hairdresser going, I need some inspo, like, or I'm, I'm, I'm going to join the industry. I need to learn more about this. Where do I go? So as we all know, the most important thing that we can do in social today is to leverage our own networks. And yeah. so posting the video on your own social channels using hashtag it gets better and hashtag Redkin hairdressers united is an important way for us to build momentum so that yeah. uh, your followers uh, tag and then they record a video and we keep building that momentum. In addition to that, through our partnership with It Gets Better, which is a website and also have their own social channels, we will augment all of these, uh, all of these uh, efforts by individuals with our own in order to put them into, uh, into their website. And so we're working with It Gets Better to have a spot where you can go specifically to say, actually, I want to hear specifically from people who are hairdressers about yeah. how hairdressing changed their lives. And so uh, it will be available on all of the above. But again, the real point is if we simply all get it up on our social, we can spread it like the wildfire that we want it to be. I love that. So thank you so much for all of your insight and for sharing, you know, a bit more about Redkin Hairdressers United and hashtag it gets better. It was so fun getting to know you. And now we're going to move on to something we call the tease quick takes if you're up oh for it. Oh, I am so here for it. Bring it on, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Number one is, what is a quote that you love? Hmm. Can I have two? You can have two. Yes. Okay. My first one is, <laughs> darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? I think all I like of us that. are the light, and uh, yeah. darkness cannot exist around us. That's my favorite. My second is, uh, is the famous uh, Winston Churchill quote, never, never, never give up. Hmm. So, so pointed, both of them for the time that we're living in and the time that we may see in the future. So those are very, very good reminders for all of us. So thank you. Of course. Um, what was your last Google search? <laughs> uh, <laughs> at oh got o'clock last night when I really should have been in bed, I was Googling a specific, this is so ridiculous. I was Googling <laughs> heated floor systems for Airstreams because I'm renovating oh. a vintage Airstream no. and my precious little feet could not possibly touch the cold floor. <laughs> So, so I was actually, and it, and it actually is a thing. I thought I was being a genius thinking of this idea, but actually <laughs> they, they exist. So the good news is uh, I bought them. You did. Okay. What has the process been like? And what is your ultimate plan with the Airstream? Like what, where are you going? Well, right now what I'm doing is just driving the company entirely crazy. That's doing the renovation <laughs> for me. I warned them at the onset of this project. You're going to have, you're going to love the outcome of this more than any mm -hmm. renovation you've done. Right. And the process is going to be painful for you. 
because every <laughs> level of detail, I will tell you, right down to the exact, uh, the exact thing to use, the exact paint color, the exact. So I'm driving them a little bit crazy, but it's a wonderful creative uh, outlet for me uh, sure. to, to have fun with. And ultimately, um, uh, ultimately, I don't know. I love, I love exploring okay. and, and discovering. And so uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll hook it up to my husband's gigantic truck. Okay. And uh, and and start uh, start dri- start driving until we find some place to park. I guess that's amazing. I love that. It's a great it's a great project. It seems daunting for you and for the company, as you mentioned. It's daunting for all people involved. <laughs> that's great. I love that you warned them, though. I mean, they yeah. had their out. They could they could have walked, but they, they didn't. Fully had their opportunity. It's too late now, uh, so they're just going to have to deal with me. <laughs> Okay, what is the cringiest trend that you've ever tried? Oh, geez. <laughs> the problem with this one is there are far too many from which to choose. <laughs> I would say probably uh, mid-90s uh, double-processed platinum hair with yeah. Versace silk shirts at the same time. Yes. This combination should never have happened. I love that for you. And if you can find a picture, that would be even better. Oh, I have them. Whether I'm willing to show them, share the story. Those are very cringies. They are. At the time, I loved them both. That's the same. Yeah. I mean, you were fully owning it, I'm sure, at the time. I really was. Um, Okay. What animal are you most like? I would say, well, people call me a maverick all the time. And it okay. turns out that a maverick is a real animal. Oh. Uh, but it is. Who knew, right? So a maverick is typically, uh, very often it's like a bull that is not branded, which I okay. think describes me very well. I'm a bit of a bull, a bit of a like charge ahead and make it happen. Yeah. But I ref- I've refused to allow anybody to brand me so far. Huh. Well, who knew that underlying meaning of a maverick? Right. Wow. I like that. People kept That's calling wonderful. me Maverick, and I was like, I should really understand the, the origin of this one <laughs> since everybody's calling me this. And it turns yeah. out it's something that kind of applies, so I've embraced it. Wow. Sans Top Gun, like you're going the other way. <laughs> going all the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is one product that you cannot live without, and it does not have to be in your portfolio, and it can be something that's like a kitchen product, lifestyle, home, like what's your jam? What do you, what can't you live without? I cannot live without Siri Chudon candle spiritual. It's a, no, sorry. It's, it's called, uh, it's the Siri Chudon candle called. Yeah. It's spiritual. I love it. It's oh. like, it makes the whole room smell like, uh, like an old church in a tiny town in Southern Italy that no one has stepped Ooh. foot in, in like five years. Whoa. Okay. I love it. I'm going to need to try it because that is very specific. Yeah, well, they're, a, they're a little bit of a splurge, uh, but, uh, okay. but I think it's a splurge worth it. Yeah. All right. I'm here for that. Um, all right. What is advice for those who want to make it to the top of our industry? Well, I think I think the the, the quote that I use from mm-hmm. Winston Churchill is the first and most important. Never, never, never give up. You know, when mm-hmm. I when I was telling Kelly about the I was joking about uh, about uh, the fact that I wasn't the greatest technical hairdresser early in my career, yeah. I, I could have said, you know what, this isn't, yeah. it's yeah. not for me. I'm not this, I'm not as good as the person next to me, technically speaking. Uh, I'm probably never going to be, uh, be uh, you know, Vidal or Trevor or, or, or one of these uh, sort of iconic names. But in, I didn't. And instead I yeah. said, I'm going to lean into the parts 
that I, that I am good at and that I really love. And I'm going to get to be the best at that. Uh, And so I think the thing about our industry is that it's so big. There's so many things you can do in our industry Mm -hmm. uh, that I think to keep your mind very open and to determine what is the part of the business that's, that makes your heart beat a little bit faster, lean into that and then commit yourself to whatever you have to do to be the very best at that. Yeah. I love that. That's brilliantly stated. Thank you very much. Um, okay. So that, that concludes our podcast for today, unless there's anything else that you would like to share with our audience. The only other thing, Kelly, that I would say first, thank you again for having me. This has been such a blast. <laughs> I get, I'm really bummed that I now have to go have like a proper meeting because I really <laughs> prefer, prefer to have stayed on here talking with you uh, all day long about this industry that I love so yeah, much. Amazing. I would only say that, you know, in our industry, the only thing keeping any of us from achieving any level of greatness that we can begin to imagine for ourselves is ourselves. Each of us has the power in ourselves. And the greatest way I find to to have the motivation to do that is to be that light for somebody else. Okay. Bring that value to somebody else. Be a mentor. Be be somebody who, 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 who people look to when they need that extra little push. Be somebody who tells the, the, the whole world that this industry is a great place for you. When you bring value to people, they'll bring value back and our industry is ready for more value. So thank you for all you do to do that, to broadcast those messages. It's so inspiring and it's such a pleasure and an honor to have been asked to be a tiny little part of (laughs) of your growing universe. (laughs) Well, thank you. We will welcome you into our physical or meta universe. Anytime. (laughs) I look forward to it. It's a date. (laughs) It's a date. Thank you so much. What an honor to get to know you. I appreciate your time. I could imagine that those meetings are calling and I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much. You bet. You know, we've got that small town flyover state USA commonality where we both grew up in towns with a you know, one of everything mentality, one gas station, one grocery store, one stoplight. And it was so cool for me to think about how someone like him could have been in a small town like me Mm -hmm. and sort of busted out of those parameters of, you know, um, limited beliefs Mm -hmm. uh, and is doing what he's doing today. I mean, Mm -hmm. the worldwide president for US brands, like not a bad title. So Shane, thank you for joining me on the pod. It was so awesome to get to know you. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volume up at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.